Morning, Joe. It's been a while. Good morning, Garrett. How is life in Texas? Better, man. It's better now. Yeah, you're just coming off of a super long shift. Yeah. So I'm going to get into all of that here in a little bit. All right, so everybody, welcome back to the Theologic Podcast. This is our Sunday coffee, as usual. Hopefully, if you guys have been around for the first couple of episodes, you'll um, notice that we had to skip a week, and we're going to get into that. And then, valid reason or not, I think it's valid reason. Um, we will be going into that topic. Also, there we're going to be trying to answer any of your guys' questions, any of that stuff. We're going to try and make this into more of a segmented, kind of you know what you guys are getting when you show up. It's also still going to be the same old that it's been, current events, rabbit holes, all that fun stuff. But Joe is finally back, able to get in front of a camera. He's been super busy. Me, on the other hand, I've had all the time in the world. So this is kind of a fun little dichotomy we got going here. So anyway, Joe, take it away. You got the world events. You lived it. So, so. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm pulling up the facts on the internet about like what actually happened, and then I'm going to tell you what 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 I saw. Ooh, I just gotta, I just gotta fucking find it. Trial and error. Yeah, I mean... Sorry. Oh. For anybody uh, listening to this or watching this or whatever, I literally just got done working like 26 hours straight, came home, showered, and now I'm doing this, so... Bear with me. We get the real deal now. No fluff. Giddy up. Okay, so uh, for those people that don't know, ERCOT, which is Electric Reliability Council of Texas, is what's in charge of the electrical grid in Texas. So Texas is, uh, it's not tied in. There's like 12 regions for the electrical grid in the United States, and uh, Texas is basically one of them. We have one of the, one of the regions is Texas. You know, it kind of goes... A little bit further west, but I know that the uh, region that Louisiana and everything in, that comes over into like the Beaumont area, which for those of you that don't know is like literally just uh, just east of Houston. Like I can get to Beaumont from my house in like an hour, you know. <clears throat> so the main issue was with the uh, the Texas power grid. And so for those of you that have had your head under a rock, there was a massive winter storm that came through. They're calling it a once-in-a-century uh, winter storm. It's a named storm. It's Winter Storm Yuri. That's what they named it. Came through and kicked the shit out of Texas. Now, I know I got I got friends all over the place. I've, my uh, TikTok is full of just uh, Lyman TikToks. So I know this storm was all across the nation, right? But it affected Texas real bad because we just just not ready for it people's houses they don't have insulated pipes um garrett and i are from the midwest so uh, you know that pipes going into your house are going to be buried below the frost line you know you're, you're not going to be at that big of a risk you know they'll be insulated if they're at risk and that kind of stuff here people have their pressure tanks for their wells like above ground in their front yard you know like freezing temperatures is just not something that you know southern texas or in the deep south or anywhere really needs to but has to deal with ever so um being our own region 
for the electrical grid, you know, we have uh, power generation plants all over the place, whether it's nuclear, coal-fired, coal or sol uh, solar voltaic, or natural gas-fired, or whatever. But it's all, um, these are all just different types of power generation. And they're all um, linked together, and they're all in phase. So, if, you know, those people that know a little bit about electricity will know what, what that means. But um, I'll get into a little bit about how a blackout works. So they're all in phase with each other, meaning they're spinning at the same rate. They're on the same cycle. They're all, like, to the millisecond matched up with each other with those with the generators spinning in there, right? And I'm not going to get into the... Uh, the specifics of how a generation plant works. If you really, if you're really, really interested, you want me to explain it or get into it, let Garrett know. I'll, I'll do it all day long. This is what I do. I love it. But uh, I'm not going to get into it right now. But um, they're all in phase together. And say uh, one power generation plant has some kind of a mechanical failure, right? So a failsafe goes off and that plant shuts off. So it's not producing electricity anymore. Well, all the load that was carried by that one generation plant is going to get shifted to the next one down the line. And so now that second generation plant is carrying the load for the first and second generation plants. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of load, so it puts a lot of drag on it, and it slows down just enough to fall out of phase with the other ones, so it shuts off as a safety measure. Now you got the load from the first two power plants falling on the third, and then it'll shut off. And this is how a cascading blackout works. You know, I, I don't know um, how many people we got that are... Um, old enough to remember the the big ass blackout in the on the east coast back in like 2001 or some shit i can't remember what year it was but that's what happened was a cascading blackout so we didn't we didn't really have a um cascading blackout because ERCOT was doing what they could um and again ERCOT stands for the electrical reliability council of texas so they're in charge of all of that so they saw this coming and their generation plants that are run like natural natural gas and stuff like that the pipes are above ground you know, or they're not buried deep enough below the frost level. So it was just a, a supply problem. They didn't have enough fuel to burn to keep the plants running. So instead of having a blackout where it's going to take, you know, a week, two weeks to get it all fired back up, ERCOT came out and they were like, we got to start shutting shit down. So I don't know uh, the exact specific numbers, but for the ease of math, we'll say that... Um, at any given moment, Houston is using um, 100,000 megawatts of power, right? And I could be way off. I don't know the numbers. ERCOT called CenterPoint, the company that I work for, and they said, hey, you guys need to shed um, 56,000 megawatts right now, right? So that's more than half of all of our customer base. So you need to shed 56,000 megawatts right now. So CenterPoint will go in there, and they, it's all computerized. It's a smart system and everything. I don't work on that side. I'm, I'm an out, outside kind of guy, but um, they'll get in there, and they just start shutting circuits off, you know, and so that we can not use as much power, and then the remaining generation plants that are running can handle the load that's in Texas. So um, they start shutting it off and shutting it off and shutting it off, and then... They'd call and be like, hey, we've got, you know, this many megawatts you can use, or we need you guys to shed more or whatever. And that's how it went. That's how it went for a few days where they were trying to get everything fired back up. And then um, now it's going to be back to normal. Today is going to be a high of like 69, I think is what it said. Yesterday was a high of 55, you know. So, you know, everybody's back on. 
if I if I remember right, Wednesday morning or Tuesday night, we had 1.3 million customers without power. And then last night or yesterday afternoon, we were down to like 500. So uh, everything should be, you know, completely back to normal. And that's, that's kind of like a, a, a very general overview of what actually happened and why this was such an issue. It's just because, you know, supply problem, they started shutting it down. Now I'll get into my, uh, my specific experience. Uh, my wife and I were just back home last week visiting family and everybody. And then uh, the storm was coming in and I really didn't pay attention to it, honestly. I can't, you know, can't tell you any different. I really just didn't pay attention to it. I heard something about it, but, you know, whatever. So then on Monday, we're driving back down to Texas. It's me and my wife and two dogs in my, um, I, got, I got one of them right here. Fuck. Try to throw a ball at the door, hit the door frame and bounce back. Give me that. First try. So, Only try. <laughs> Only try. Uh, so it was me and my wife and two dogs driving back down to Texas in my uh, little half-ton pickup. I got a little four-door F-150. And uh, it's snowing and it's starting to snow worse and worse. We're coming out of Illinois, getting to Missouri, and it's snowing worse. And then it like the bottom falls out and it's just. Uh, fucking snowmageddon you know it's ice everywhere and of course you know it's a perfect storm we're driving into the south where nobody knows how to drive in the winter in the middle of a snowstorm so there's you know people in the ditches there's you know wrecks all over the place you know uh, lanes are getting shut down everybody's staying in the left or in the right lane so that lane's pretty clear but then you got one guy that's scared driving 25 mile an hour and then you got a lane of 30 cars behind him so we, we're driving, we're driving. Keep in mind, it's like a 13 and a half hour drive if you do it straight through. You know, going the speed limit, it's like 13 and a half hours. In a regular vehicle, not not a box truck like Gary and I did. Uh, all said and done, it was about 20 and a half hours that I was driving. Um, our plan was that I was going to drive a few hours, and then my wife was going to drive a few hours. That way I could get a little nap, and then hopefully she wouldn't have to drive in any weather. But it just... It got too bad too fast, so I just ended up driving it all. Around uh, Texarkana, it uh, it lightened up real good, and the roads were great. I mean, I was burning 75 mile an hour trying to make up some lost time, and uh, which is the speed limit, by the way, 75. But uh, <laughs> we don't go over the speed limit here. We don't endorse speeders. Straight up, straight up. <laughs> uh, I'm not a criminal. But it was weird. The roads were perfectly clear. And then just on the south side of Texarkana, complete ice sheets. Like I'm talking really? about you come up to a stoplight and you stop if you can stop. And then you start going sideways. It was that fucking icy. And so, you know, I'm driving and it's me, the two dogs and my wife. And I tell her, I was like, you know, let's stop and get some fuel and figure out what we're going to do. And, uh. The gas station attendant told us that uh, TxDOT had just come through and said they might shut down the highways. So we're trying to figure out if we're going to, you know, keep pushing or find a hotel or what. We ended up just keep continuing to drive, but it was legitimately four and a half hours of 15 to 20 mile an hour. You know, like white knuckling it 
Like I'm talking about my neck hurt from just straining. The worst non-shit strain you've ever had in your life. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> but uh, see him just. Oh, dude, it was bad. It was. I was like. You know, oh like, yeah, that's a good. I'm like sitting up like this, right? And I've got, and I've got like my neck like this. Yeah, I'm trying to like sit as high as I can and see the road like immediately in front of my truck, so I can like try to you know see where the dry spots and where the the icy spots are the best that I can. Right. Dude, it was four and a half hours at like 20 miles an hour, just creeping. It is terrible. So we get back, but... get back into Houston after like 20 and a half hours of driving right so it's 3 15 in the morning and i have not been paying attention to any of this i knew there would be a lot of issues but i wouldn't pay attention just realized something garrett that <laughs> that's right we'll go with it Hang on. Well, I'll make a clap or something. All right. Give me a second. Let me know when you're ready. I need to adjust your volume in here anyway. This will all be fun for recording for me to watch later. Ah, that's why it is. Your user volume is at like 200%. It doesn't matter. I'm not recording your audio, so it's all about what I'm hearing. It doesn't matter on the podcast. I'm just saying like... Yeah, I wonder where my audio was coming in. Hang on one second. I got to turn your bitch ass up. I had you down to like negative... 15 decibels. Try again. Ooh. Ah! Dickhead! Sorry. Also, another thing while we're talking on this, because we're on a fucking pause slash continuation, whenever you move back, we need to get you some headphones that plug into your mic. Why? Because what'll happen is, is there's, there's going to be a slight lag, and then whenever we're in the same room as far as like what is picking up and what you're hearing and then it'll allow you to hear your volume and hear your audio at the same time oh and then like i'm not picking up yours and whatnot yeah i got you yeah so anyway how we got to restart the whole podcast huh we got to restart the whole podcast you had no audio how do you know i have no audio because your mic wasn't plugged in yeah, but it was getting picked up somewhere, I think. Where? Oh. It's showing up on the little... In OBS. The little thing I'll on the bottom. Cut, I'll just cut all this out then. Um, I'll cut all this out till now. So, and then we'll see how it sounds. Ah, all right. What did it say when you clicked on the microphone before you plugged it in? Was it just your PC mic? Yeah, it must be just been running on the built-in mic, either in the camera or my laptop. Okay, that makes sense because you sound so much better. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why does this mic? I completely aside, cut this out, but I was like, why do you sound like trash right now? Like we just set this mic up. Like this mic, I know sounds better than this, but I was like, I was like, maybe it's my headphones. Like I started messing with stuff over here while you're telling a story, and then you're like, hey, by the way, we got a problem. Like what? Because oh. I was sitting here like talking, and then I like had I was holding my mic right, and then I was just I had my finger on where it plugs in, and I was just doing a little circle, 
like this yeah. around where it plugs in and i was like oh <laughs> oh no 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 i might leave part of this in here okay i think this is what i think about it so i think we're gonna keep rolling right and if we go back and the audio before that point is just completely trash then we can refilm it yeah yeah uh tonight okay, okay. so anyway, are you ready to continue yeah, you're you. This mic that I've been fucking with is actually worth fucking with now. Yeah, I might leave it. I don't know. I might just keep this whole interaction, except for parts of it. <laughs> That's bogged, yeah. man. Leave whatever you want in there. I don't. I don't even care. Okay. okay. So, three fifteen in the morning. We get back into Houston. I'm dog ass tired. Oh. Right before we get back into Houston. So the whole way down here, they've got like snowplow trucks and shit, you know, doing what they can, right? Out there just getting it for the company. Um, then you start getting into like the southern states, you know, getting into Arkansas and shit. They don't have plow trucks. Like, I mean, they do, but not a lot. So they've got like construction graders out on the highways plowing the ice and snow and shit. But what they're doing is they're staying in one lane, going real slow so you could get around them, you know, whatever. The whole way down here, in the middle of this storm, they're staying in one lane. It's important. They're not blocking the whole road. I'm like 45 minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. Like 10, 15 minutes ago, the road's just completely cleared up where I'm cooking it. 75 miles an hour again right not a not even a little bit of ice okay there's a little on the shoulder but not even hardly any like on the fucking road so i'm i'm like oh dude thank goodness you know 45 minutes left full speed let's do this let's get home right and i see flashing lights ahead of me i start slowing down whatever i was like okay so the plow tr plow crew i'll go around them we're like 40 minutes north of fucking Houston, there is zero ice and snow on the road. And they've got a grater out there just taking the top layer of concrete off. I don't know. And then a salt truck throwing down salt. But the icing on the cake is they've got both lanes blocked where they won't let you go around. The only place this entire trip that had zero snow or ice on the road and they've got it blocked so that they can do this. And I'm talking about we're creeping. I've got my foot on the brake, you know, so I don't run into them. I'm like the whole way. I could just feel my face getting red, my blood pressure just rising the whole, like I've stayed behind these dudes for like three miles with my foot on the brake. And I was like, so close to be at home. Anyway, I get around them finally. There's an exit. I take the exit and get back on right. I get around them. And I get into Houston and the main highway, the Beltway, Beltway 8. Um, it's coming to North. Take the Beltway 8 around to the east side. Get off on Garrett Road, you know. Go to my house. Hold on. And uh, they had the Beltway shut off. Couldn't use the Beltway. So I was like, well, that's just fucking nice. So I have to go like a, a back way 
to get to my house and everything is dark everything is dark no street lights are on uh, traffic signals are off no houses have any lights it looked apocalyptic i'm still like i had a couple thoughts where i was like was there an evacuation order that i missed because there was nobody on the road and everything was dark and i was like anyway so we get closer and closer to my house and i start seeing lights so i'm like okay cool you know i'll get home those poor bastards ain't got no power but at least i do you know i earned it yeah i get home no lights none no lights at all no heat no power no water i'm like oh cool i'm so glad that i drove 20 and a half hours to get all the way back down here just to not have any power in my house, right? So we throw all the blankets on the bed, get both the dogs in the bed, and we go to bed, right? I, I sleep forever. Ever. And then I then I start working. And um, we're doing 16-hour days, so 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then uh, yesterday into today, I did 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., right? I did the, the second shift I was covering for a guy that needed to go... Um, Fixed busted water pipes at his dad's house or something. I can't remember what it was, but I covered for him. Um, but the issue that we were having down here is ERCOT would call as as they're getting you know stuff starting to roll again. ERCOT would call and be like, "Hey, we've got fifteen thousand megawatts for you to use. Use it or lose it." You know, and so there's like a fifteen minute window where Centerpoint can either utilize it or they're passing it on to the next power company. So we're like, okay, we got to use it. So they get on the on their board and they start turning circuits on. They're like, okay, if I look at these two circuits here combined, that's about 1450 megawatts. Turn them both on. Well, that doesn't give us, you know, the lineman out in the field time to get to that circuit and split it in half at least, you know, before they come hot with it. But they're energizing the entire circuit, and it's that's a shit ton of load. To pick up at one time and so it's just blowing stuff everywhere it's finding the weak points bad transformers everywhere you know blowing line fuses out wire burning down i'm talking about everything so they'll energize a circuit that's got i don't know we'll say 3500 people on it you know roughly depending on the circuit or whatever it comes on two seconds later drops out locks the circuit out Operates three times, locks it out. And then now we get generated like 15 trouble orders. So now we got to go attack this shit. Like, oh man, they got they got power on that circuit. We need to get these lights on. So we'll get over there and be like, okay, we got two bad transformers here. That fuse is blown. That primary right there is down. You know, stuff like that. And, you know, all these crews get there and we start replacing transformers, replacing fuses, picking that wire up. And then it'd be like, 15 minutes after we get all that done, ERCOT calls Centerpoint and says, hey, you guys need to shed 20,000 megawatts. Shut them circuits back off. So then those people that we fought so hard to get lights, had lights for two minutes, and then they they took it away again. And that's what they did. So they all week, all week, man. And so they were trying to do um, like this rotating schedule, which I get. You know, I get what they were trying to accomplish where they're like, we only have so much power to use, so we're going to energize these circuits for so many hours. 
and we're going to come off of them. And we're going to energize these circuits for so many hours, and we're going to come off of them. But doing that, it's just finding all the weak points and blowing shit up. So by the time we get it fixed, they're cutting it off and moving on to the next circuit. So it's all week just getting kicked in the nuts. 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., go fix this, get it fixed, they shut it off. But like I said earlier, um, yesterday afternoon when I looked at the outage tracker, we were down to like 500, which is pretty usual. You know, that's that's not much for the for the Houston area. And then I worked, you know, 26 hours and now we're good. Now I'm on to my weekend. You know what I'm saying? And now we're here. So everybody who's been wanting this episode. General overview of what? the fuck went wrong in texas and then what we were doing so also in illinois i'm gonna give the illinois version of this so we decided to be engineers this week this last week and we also took into account that we were going to let the owner of the property have a say in where the snow fence went and so this was one of the funniest moments I've ever seen as far as a father-son interaction. Now, before I tell this story, I have 100% respect for Joe's dad. He's like a second dad to me. It just happened to be that this story was just too funny to pass up. So, in Illinois, while this whole tundra thing is going on in Texas, it's also going on in Illinois. This is, right, this is right before it hit Texas. So, this was like, yeah. this was a storm that came, like a snowstorm that came through like the Midwest. And then the big uh, winter storm, Yuri, came a couple days later. Yuri so hit when I was driving back. Yeah. So basically, Illinois, if nobody knows, has both sides of the weather spectrum. If you guys aren't from Illinois, we get negative 15 in the wintertime, and we get 105 to 100. Ah, let's go with 105 plate safe. The hottest day last year was 105. So we don't get ridiculous heat like they do in Texas. Yeah, that, that's but, an extreme, yeah. Yes, but I'm saying like the most extremes is that gets that range in Illinois. Like you can expect in Illinois, if you live there, you're going to get somewhere in there for most of the year, right? That's a pretty fair statement. So we're used we're used to weather that sucks a lot in the wintertime. And it typically doesn't suck here until after Christmas, which is stupid. But it you get maybe every now and then a white Christmas. So anyway. Yeah, it's like home. after, once you hit the new year, then the, then the bottom falls out up there and that's when you get all your snow. It's so stupid. Like, dude, like, if you're going to give me Christmas, give me Christmas, like, after Thanksgiving until, like, January 15th. And then I'm like, get out get out of here, snow. Get out of my life. I don't need you. Because um, I'm trying to go back to work and do things now. Um, yeah. So the snowstorm hits, and Joe's parents live out in the country. And Joe's dad is from the city of st louis long long time ago but he grew up in st louis and that suburb or what i'm not getting into all that shit um either way and didn't grow up on a farm so the snow fence wasn't on you know the front of his mind so he goes the lane gets drifted over because i mean we're getting like if you go outside of town it's 15 mile an hour winds like just blowing cold like i we and joe were talking on his way home come visit it was 69 when he left houston and I was like, oh, man, it's going to be cold tomorrow. He's like, bro, how cold? And I was like, oh, right. You're in Texas now. You're not used to any of this. So I'm going to enjoy this. I was like, by the way, when you come in tomorrow night, it's going to feel like negative 15. And you're like, what? And I was like, yeah, man, you bring the cold with you every time. It ended up being warmer the night that we got back. We got back into town at like 
Fuck, I can't remember. One in the morning? Does that sound right? Like one mm-hmm. in the morning? Yeah. You actually know you no, you were cooking. You were going a lot faster now. You got back in like you were like in Effingham by like eleven or ten because you called me. You didn't get back home. To, you you didn't go. You didn't get back home to your parents' house because you had to go drop your wife off and the dogs off. We get back into the area at some point between ten p.m. and one a.m. Right? I can't remember what it was. It was nine. I think the, the real feel was like um, two or three or something. So it wasn't negative yet, but I don't care who you are. If you're going from, hey, it's 830 in the morning and it's 68 degrees to show up. Like I'm in a heated truck the whole way. I got a 36-gallon 36 tra- 36 fuel tank in my truck. I got to stop for fuel once. Halfway. And when I got out, it was 50. The next temperature that I felt was 9. <laughs> thought I was going to die. <laughs> thought It felt like, uh, what was that movie? The Day After Tomorrow, where that frost is just coming across. <laughs> what it felt like. <laughs> All I'm imagining is like the most ridiculous thing from like Home Alone. Where the guy has like the frozen beard and all the icicles. And it's like, hey, by the way, the animals are fed. And it's like the guy shaking or whatever in that meme. That's what I think about when I see you in the cold. So the lane drifts over. And I get there. And I'm in a, my two-wheel drive POS. And Joe's on the front porch. And I'm like, this is going to be good. Like, I, I knew what he... I had an idea what he was doing. But I knew it had something to do with taking a video. And so, like, I am like, I need to hit this. And so I hit that drive. And then, like, didn't go. I went, eh. Like my back end skid. So I backed up. I backed up all the way to the drive. And like I saw where the cars are going on the grass. And I just three shots at it. Okay, whatever. Um, And then you backed up to go at it again. But it was all ice. So you couldn't get enough speed. So you didn't make it. Kind of like didn't really do. You just kind of creeped forward. And then you went all the way back and hammered it. So then we get snow fence. Or they had gotten snow fence. And we go to put it up and so obviously we gotta ask joe's dad where he wants it so i'm in the truck i i just got off work and joe's like hey we're gonna put up snow fence it's the first day back that i can see him because he got back on like what wednesday night eat more meat what nice um you go back on wednesday or thursday night i think it was wednesday night tuesday night oh yeah so it's tuesday night and i haven't seen yeah so I haven't seen this dude. He's been home two days and I haven't seen him. So I go out Friday and we're going to go build some snow fence. Mind you, it's like, feels like negative five. Yeah, like, this it's point cold. is getting colder. It's cold. And so I'm sitting in the truck. I've already been outside, semi outside working for the day. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here listening to these two argue about where they're putting the snow fence. We Google how far away you got to put snow fence. That doesn't make any sense. So we're like, no, nah, Google can't 140 be right, right. feet. Yeah, 140 feet from the lane is where you want the snow fence. So <laughs> I just get out and this is nothing to them too. Cause this is how they decide things. They just talk about it. And I was sitting in this truck, listening to them and it's not a bad thing, but like I just got out and started grabbing posts and I started laying them out. And this guy opens the door. He's Garrett did not start laying them out. So a huge thing in my line of work is wasted moves, right? If you waste moves, it's in our line of work is exactly the same as being a piece of shit. 
you know, the whole goal is to get up there, do the work as fast and efficiently as safely as you can and get back down. So if you're going from the bottom of the pole to the top of the pole to the bottom of the pole to the top of the pole, you're wasting moves, you're a piece of shit. So Garrett gets out and what does he do? Starts hammering one of these things in the ground. So I open up my door and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, well, you guys couldn't figure out where you want to do it, so I'm just doing it right here. And I was like, I swear to God, if we have to move that post, I'm punching you in the face. I was like, I'm sitting in a warm truck figuring this out, and you're just going to get out start doing dumb shit? I was like, uh-uh. Get back in here. I was laughing because the, the running joke around the place with Mr. Gary is this has turned into a union job real quick because both me and him are in the union. But at that moment, I looked at him, and I was like, this is legit turning into a union job. I got two foremen and a, I got a foreman and a superintendent sitting in a truck trying to figure out where we're going to put the post. And one guy over here, like, let's go. And it wasn't that it was a bad thing. So anyway, we put the fence in, right? And so this is the best part of the story is this. We put the fence in and he, Mr. Gary tells us where he wants it. And the next day, after we put this 50 feet or a hundred feet of snow fence in, me and Joe tried to say this. And I mean, obviously, we're not always right, but <laughs> it was 50 feet south, or I'm sorry, it's 50 feet east of where it needed to be. So the heaviest drifting... Hey, man. I think we should have put that, like, up that way more. And I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I was kind of thinking that, but it is what it is. Next day... So, where the snow fence is, you know, because the wind, if this is the fence, the wind wasn't coming straight at it like this. The wind was coming like this. So the snow fence kept the bottom or the, the lane towards the road clear, but we didn't have a drifting problem there. The drifting problem was towards the house. So it wasn't blocking anything. So we ended up going to buy... We went and got another 100 foot, right? Got another 100 foot and added 50 foot onto it and then put another 50 foot up by the house. And... Yeah, so we put this this next part up and then his dad has the audacity to come in and look at us and go, boys, your snow fence doesn't work. Excuse me? <laughs> you, our snow fence doesn't work? And so, like, it's all jokes and we're all having fun. But literally the biggest mound of where we needed a block didn't have snow fence so it did it again and so the next day it started working so we were able to get in and out and the other thing that happened was is that the the between the pine trees and the barn would actually cover their the real concrete drive into their garage hi captain and then uh so we got that snow fence up well we did this all at like I don't know, nine in the morning, I think, because we went and got yeah. breakfast. And we could it was, yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, well, so we ran around, a little bit after, but yeah. So we went around and did some errands, right? And then we come back, and we have these old gate rods from a farm we used to work at. Like, shit you not, they're like this thick of just solid metal. And, uh, and so Joe's like, I got the perfect use for these things that have been in my truck for years. Or in the shed. So we come back after eating, uh, going around doing our stuff for the day, and the snow fence is like this. It was standing like this. It's now. Yeah, it was. It, well, it wasn't all of it, right? It was like 
most yeah it was all it was like most of it was was bent over. <laughs> i was like okay not all of it but dad and i bought um the first 50 foot and we bought those little skinny round rods and i was like man but farmer fleet didn't have any any uh t-posts they were okay. sold out so we're like ah I was like, these will work in a pinch, so we went with it. And those things stayed up. It was the yeah. cheap-ass fucking aluminum T-post that we got. That Yeah, it looked better. Yeah, it looked like they would do better. But turns out, get the little store, the short, solid stakes. So anyway, we go back and we fix this. We're, we're mending our fence, right? And so it's this, we don't have a reason. We really just wanted it to work. And so we got there and we started putting gate rods in the ground. And if, by this point, it's a tundra. Like, it is... Negative degrees plus negative wind chill. We're out there putting this stuff together, and it is it is terribly cold. Oh yeah. And so, but the probably one of the other parts of the story that we left out was we. I said, "Hey man, when are we doing this?" Uh, the it was backing up a little bit, and he, you're like, "Tomorrow after breakfast or something." And then Joe's dad's like, "All right, let me know, and I'll come help you." And we're like, "Okay." Meanwhile, like the day before this guy had helped us, he was in tennis shoes in like he was five in those, degree weather. Those dad uh, new balances, man. I, I told Garrett, he didn't, I mean, him and I don't really have this experience yet, but once you get those dad shoes and you mow them for a while, they become winterproof. Yeah, apparently. That's, I didn't know this, but that's, that's a thing. And so his mom asked us, she goes, oh, you guys going to be out there for a couple hours fixing this? We're like, no, we'll be back in in 30 minutes probably 45 because we're gonna get cold and we want to get it done quick we go out there we bust out the snow fence and he wakes up he's like oh you guys got snow fence that's awesome like yep no problem 100 percent. because me and joe know that we can do things very quickly when it's just me and him and we already have a general idea what's going on so anyway that was the tundra and then he leaves and he's going back to texas and then in my world it snow apocalypse apparently hits illinois because we haven't had snow like that in a couple years i mean it's been a while like last winter was pretty tame like we didn't have very much maybe several winters have been pretty pretty tame i think the the winter before last winter was um uh we got good snow but it wasn't a lot it wasn't a shit ton it wasn't like what it used to be well my grandma comes in thanks yeah thanks outdoor i'm coming around the corner talking to grandma she's like it used to snow like this every winter i go well, mind you, Grandma's like 70. So well, I, I can like, remember like, that, too, though. Like, I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm not 70, but I can remember growing up, and every year, it was guaranteed we were going to the, you know, Brook Hill. You know, we were, I had, remember, we lived on the edge of town. We still, we lived in town at this point. So all, the snow in our backyard would drift up coming off the field. It was guaranteed that we were going to have six, seven, eight-foot drifts in our backyard. Yeah. You know, that was I mean, I mean. every year. It wasn't a question of, is it going to snow before New Year? It was every year that shit was happening. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, it happened, and we've had so many light winters around here, people kind of, like, panicked. And, like, they haven't, it's like people's memory. It always astounds me. This is a, another rabbit hole we can go down on a, this podcast or another one. It always astounds me how quickly people forget things or how, like, quickly humans just say, like, no, this is the new standard. Like, we're not gonna have very much snow because we didn't have it last two years. Like, I got a I got a pet peeve you reminded me of that I want to bring up, and it happened with COVID and it happened with this winter storm. Okay, 
Does it involve me or is it just general people? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. It, this is the general public. Of All Houston. of you. <laughs> okay, just that and a bubble. One, one of them is nationwide. Everybody felt it. The other one was, I'm pretty sure, was pretty Houston specific. First one's toilet paper. Nobody could get a hold of toilet paper when this shit went down. Nobody was shitting extra because of COVID. Everybody was shitting the same. If everybody just continued to buy toilet paper at the same rate that they've always bought toilet paper, there wouldn't have been a TP shortage on the shit tickets. Okay? Y'all hear me? Continue to buy things at a normal rate. There is no supply issue for toilet paper. And then you know what happened again? Everybody <laughs> bought all the gas. You could not find gas. No, you couldn't oh, okay. find gas here. We get back into town. My wife works the next two nights. I'm going into doing 16s. And she's like, hey, I've only got a quarter tank of gas in my car. You know, and I'm looking at my truck. I'm like, well, I only got half a tank. Which for me, half a tank's not much. I've been driving all day. I still got a quarter. You know, I got a 36-gallon tank. I was not worried about mine, but she's like, I only got a quarter of a tank. You know, we're from the Midwest, so the wintertime, kind of a general rule, at least keep half a tank of gas in your car at all times, right? At least your wife got that memo. She got it. I don't know if she read it. <laughs> I was going to say, my wife didn't read that or get it. She's like, by the way, I'm out of fuel. <laughs> no, yeah, she's, pretty, she's pretty good about it. But um, since moving down here, it's not an issue. You don't have to worry about keeping you know, at least half a tank because you're not worried about getting snuck in a, or stuck in a snowdrift, you know, and having to wait. So, you know, us leaving town when it's almost 70 degrees, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind to be like, hey, let's get some gas in your car before we go. So we get back into town and there's no gas anywhere. Like, you've seen a Bucky's, right? Yeah, you've seen a Bucky's. Love Bucky's. Dude, for those of you that don't know what a Bucky's is, you need to look it up. And the next time that you're in Texas, find a Bucky's and go there. You're not going to regret it. They got the best food in there. They've got plenty of parking space. They have no less than 50 gas pumps. I'm dead serious. 50 gas pumps. And they have the cleanest shitters on any place you're going to stop on the road. That's a fact. Pretty I'm fair, telling man. you. They got, every time I go in there, there's a dude in there cleaning the bathrooms. It's, it's the best. Anyway, that whole place was out. They had no gas. None. Zero. Zero gas. You couldn't get gas nowhere. So my issue is, if everybody continued to buy gas at the normal rate that you buy gas, there would still be gas to be had for those that didn't get gas. So if we could just continue to buy things normally, then everybody else can continue to buy things normally. Please. That is all. So, after that public service announcement, the um, other part to this, the other part to this is everybody was losing their minds about how much snow had dropped. Things were shutting down. Like classes got canceled. Um, oh, smells like a country road. Sponsor me. My wife has. One of these candles that Joe is lighting right now. Oh, does she like it, man? She lit it yet? She does. And you know what it smells like? After you got it for her, I didn't know. I didn't smell it before you got it for her. She's like, this is an amazing smell. I was like, this smells like bod body spray 
from junior high. No, you, you told me that when I when I pulled it out of my bag. You said it smells you, like uh, you said axe though. What yeah, whatever. It, I was like, I told Sam when she lit it, and I could smell it in the house. I'm like, I can take you to Walmart, and I'm pretty sure it's the blue bod smell, and that sounds that smells just like it. She's like, well, it smells great. And I was like, all right, cool. My wife, yeah, but it, like, it, it's gooder. Better, better. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember which um, which flavor I got her. Texas front porch. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Texas I front porch is a good one. Texas pride's a good one. Uh, Texas thunderstorms good. Uh, Country Road, this one's pretty good. They aren't even like so this is the best part about Texas. So I, I, I just enjoy this part about Texas. Like I know this is a random ass caveat, but like they don't even have to come up with real smells. Like it's not lavender or peach. It's just throw Texas in the first part of the name, and then what the fuck other? Yeah, I mean, like there's the there's end. things like you could be like Texas wildflower, and you're like, okay, you know, I, I get that. But no, it's like Texas Pride is the flavor of one of these candles. Another one's Texas Front Porch. This one's just country road. If I had to come up with it, if somebody came to me and they're like, hey man, we need you to come up with a flavor or a scent for, I've been saying flavor this whole time. You have been, but whatever. If We need you to come up with a scent for a uh, country road candle. It would probably smell like you driving down a dirt road when it's 75 degrees out and sunny with no clouds. You know, that, that it got like that fresh smell going on and then a little bit of dirt. A little bit of dirt smell. That's what I would think of. This does not smell like dirt. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants it to smell like real dirt. They just want to have a candle that says Country Road. And You'd feel be surprised, cool. man. Like, I know if they. So anyway, this is a caveat for Joe's commercial for candles. If you're a candle maker and you want more candles with Texas names in them, hit up our podcast link. Or email and let us know, and we will help you design a new candle. That re- that reminds me, I'm going to take this short pause to say, guys, if you don't already follow us, I have all the socials linked below on the YouTube channel. It will also be in the description of this podcast. Do me a favor, guys. We're about we're getting through about halfway point of this podcast. Take this little break. Go ahead and leave a review. Send us a, send us some messages on social media. Follow us there. Yeah. Ask, questions. Ask questions. Right now, we're just going over what we've been doing the last two weeks. But we do, this is your first episode, we do a current event segment at the very beginning, which usually leads into a rabbit hole later. Or we'll talk about what's going on in our lives. Or we're answering you guys' questions whenever you have them. Like, so if you want, I've said this kind of before, but I'm, I've been a firefighter. This is my 10th year as a fireman. Joe is an Army veteran. Um, he was a lineman. I'm a pipe fitter. There's just, we have a vast amount of knowledge. And we both work in ag, if this is your first time tuning in. Or we did. And so we have a bunch of knowledge about different stuff. Is it always right? No. But is it our opinion and it's a source you can ask from? Yes. So hit us up in the socials below. If you don't already follow the uh, the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button or the like. And just for more madness like this, watch the YouTube channel because I can't I can't make this up for you guys on the podcast to be able to see what I am witnessing at this moment. So please go check out the YouTube channel at about 47 minutes, and you will see this ridiculousness while I'm doing this ad. So anyway, back on to Illinois weather. How we got into Texas smells, I don't know. but um... I caught a whiff of something. I didn't know if it was my mic stand. I don't... It's not. It's not my mic stand. Joe is losing his mind. Um, 
I've been at work for 26 hours. So I'll wrap mine up. I came home the, uh, late and now I'm doing this. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I texted. Uh, my wife texted me like an hour before I got off. She's like, are you on your way home? And uh, like, I don't know if your phone does what my phone does. It probably does. So in your text messages, like depending on like what their first letter of their name is, it's a different color, right? Yes. So my wife's name is Michaela. So she's in my phone as Mickey. And I also have my mom in my phone and her name is Mommy. So they're both orange. So my wife texted oh. said, are you on your way home? And I got lucky because we ain't been talking about nothing bad, you know, <laughs> at that point. But I was just at this house where a drunk driver must have thought it was not a dead end and literally drove into these people's houses, right? So we go there to shut the power off, meet, meet the fire department, shut the power off so that they don't catch nothing on fire, right? right. So my mom texted me. That makes more sense. My mom asked me if I was on my way home. This is where the confusion happened. I thought it was my wife. So I texted I her back. I sent her a picture. I sent her this picture. Right. That's where they drove into the house. Right. And I said, good morning, baby. I'm not headed home yet. Just cut the power off of this house after they tried to drive through it. <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a response i immediately texted her back and said wrong person but still interesting <laughs> and she said glad you sent it to me by mistake it is a hoot though poor folks now more to repair <laughs> just called my so, mom baby this morning my wife didn't even text me that i'm on the way home <laughs> so i would recommend that just so you don't have this happen again that you either put an A in front of your wife's name, or what I do in my phone, just so there's no confusion at all, is, and I've had people give me shit about this, but I got this idea from another guy who's married. I just put my phone in my, or my wife in my phone as wife. Literally not her name, not any, like, cute name, it just says wife. I need to do it's that so anyway, honestly. Because, like, um, not to get too dark, but if, like, something happens to me. That's why I did it. Yeah. 100% why I did it. Because somebody will see, they'll wife. open my phone... And they'll be like, wife. That means it's his wife because he's not going to – nobody's going to be like wife and put somebody else's goddamn name in there. That's stupid. They're going to have dad, mom, wife. I'm going to do that right now before I forget about it because that's, that's a good idea. And it's going to change those the color. Listening, so it's a good idea to do that. I have done this multiple times where I text the wrong person things. And it's never anything generic. It's always got to be some shit where like – What were we talking about? Who knows? I'm so lost in this podcast. We've gone from like Texas driving to plow trucks to salt to snow apocalypse in Illinois to cold weather, snow fence. You texted your mom, baby. Like this has just gotten weird. We've just gone so off the rails. I don't care. You pick what we talk about next. I don't. It's <laughs> so... I'm just kidding. I know where we're at. So, so um... <laughs> I'm sitting here like racking my brain like. Here's the gears in my brain because they've been running overdrive. You know, they're just sitting here like this, like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. 
you want a chicken salad sandwich? Oh. That's the guy I work with. Offered me a chicken salad sandwich earlier. So, basically, what we're getting at is if you haven't lived anywhere with oh, snow apocalypse. Yeah, I remember. You were doing your, your you're doing the plug about the socials and everything. Oh, that was over with. So, um, but that was that was a good spot there. God, so angry today. Um, other than that, guys, basically it's been a snow apocalypse on both ends, and it's been kind of crazy. And like I've seen, and that makes sense about the gas pumps. So jumping back into the gas pumps, which was like twenty minutes ago, um, <laughs> the you talking about in Texas? Yes. So the gas pumps, J J P Donnell, who is a guy in Texas. He's a military guy. Anyway, he's on social media. Basically, he offered a ride to any first responders or nursing people that needed to get to work and couldn't. Either A, that means they don't know how to drive in the snow, or B, they're literally out of fuel. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, how do you not know how to get to work? But then I was like, okay, it's Texas. There's a little bit of snow. People freak out. I get it. Mixed Hospital had a problem. They were... Um asking the nurses to show up like two hours early or something like that to they said to relieve the day shift people so they had at least an hour of daylight when they got home with no power to do whatever they need to do in their house right but really what it was is they are giving you an extra you know say the average person leaves their house an hour before they have to be at work right i don't know if that's an average but it's a it's a generic number right and they want you to be there two hours early. What they're doing is instead of you leaving on your own time, they're wanting you to be there two hours early. So you end up having three hours to get to work because they were having too many problems with people um, calling in because they can't make it. Not just because they don't have gas, but because they couldn't get there because of the ice or whatever. Which is stupid. Yeah, it's. I get that. I mean, at the same time, it's like as long as she was getting paid, like I mean, it is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was getting paid overtime, so I wasn't, I wasn't mad about it. She wasn't mad about it. It's just people don't know, down here just don't know how to drive in it, you know. Which I get, I get it. Oh, another thing, I'm gonna put a Ford plug in there. <laughs> okay. And this, this is, is actually this is not a paid advertisement. Two things, two things, not a paid advertisement. Um, the first one doesn't involve me. The second one does. The first one. The new 2021 um, F-Series pickups, they have an option where you can get a 120 and 240 plug in the bed. Okay. You, can, you can plug something into the bed of your truck, and um, you can get 120 or 240 out of it, so you can run appliances and shit off it. There's a dude somewhere in Texas oh, ran his entire house off of his truck when he had no power. He just parked that bitch back to the bin of the garage, and plugged it into his house, and ran his whole house off of his truck. How? What do you mean how? No, no, no. I get the how part. Hang on, no, just how much power can that produce? I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know the specifics, and I imagine um, he probably couldn't run his entire house at one time unless he had a smaller house. If he had a smaller house, then um, yeah. yeah then maybe the truck's able to produce the amount of watts that you need. Um, 
I don't I don't know the specifics, but what you can do if you have a bigger house, which is what people do when they have, you know, portable generators, is you get into your breaker box and you can turn off different breakers and say you're like, okay, I want to run my heater. Well, if you got a gas heater, that's easy. You know, the only thing you're running on electricity is a blower motor. You know, you just go in there and light the pilot light and then you run the blower motor. But if you have an electric heater, it's different. Or like an air conditioner, it's gonna take a lot of power. But uh maybe maybe he was like rotating it like okay i'm gonna run my heater for a little while and then stop running here like i'm gonna go cook some food so he put it on the kitchen or i don't know i don't mm-hmm. know exactly but that's badass dude that's yeah. awesome because i was sitting here like hurricane season came around and i was like you know what i need to do man i need to buy a generator mm-hmm. in case some shit happens i looked online briefly briefly and naturally all the generators are sold out i get it is what it is and i was like i gotta make a note to buy a generator in true me fashion i didn't didn't buy a generator and so now i come here to the house with no power but if i had a truck that did it dude that's money much, dude I, I guess i was more interested in how much power to put it out can it like run a welder out the back if it ran its house i'm assuming it can run i doubt it i seriously doubt it because a welder um a welder is going to be low volts but really high amps you know, and I and to run your house, it's going to be low amps. Gotcha. You know, like um, there's houses out there that have like just a 200 amp service. So that's the only that's all that the main breaker can handle is 200 amps, and that's the whole house. You know, run on 200 amps. So I don't, and I don't know how it breaks down. Like watts is volts times amps. You know, so higher the voltage, the lower the amperage. The lower the amp, or the lower the voltage, the higher the amperage. I don't know the exact numbers and what it was putting out. I just thought it was cool. But um, the part that does involve me is in my um, half ton, I've got a 2015 F-150. And um, I got a 5 liter V8, and it's a Lariat. And um, on the, the drive selector, I've got two wheel high, four wheel high, four wheel low, and I got 4A, which is four-wheel automatic. Never used it before. Didn't think anything about it. I'm like, whatever, you know. So I I played around while I was at home, driving around in the snow. I put it in four-wheel high. And then I was like, you know, like uh, when you shift in and out of four-wheel high, you're supposed mm-hmm. to be like five miles an hour or less or something like that. Or at least that's what it used to be. It was like five miles an hour yeah, yeah. or less to shift in and out of four-wheel drive. And then obviously to get into four low, you got to put it in neutral. But um, I put it in four automatic. I was like, well, let's mm-hmm. see what this thing will do, you know. And if I got up to about 55 miles an hour and my trash control didn't go off, there were no issues, it would kick it into two-wheel drive at like 55, 60 miles an hour, you know. And then whenever I was coming to a stop sign or whatever, you know, the snow always gets piled up right there. As soon as I, you know got to a stop or slowed down enough or the trash control kicked off, it'd kick it into four wheel drive. So there was a couple of times driving down here where I'm doing 70 miles an hour and I'd hit a little piece of ice. So my trash control just comes on just a second, kicks my truck into four wheel drive at 70 miles an hour. Kept that thing straight as an arrow. That's my other plug for Ford. I haven't seen it. I've, it they're also similar 
Dodge Chevy GMC, they probably have it also. I've just only seen it in my truck that I have. And I'm telling you what, it is badass. I ain't got to worry about it. It just kicks it in and out of four-wheel drive whenever it feels like it. it. Worked out pretty good, man. So that is our rendition of the snow apocalypse that was what just happened. And I know the rest of the part for Illinois was that they were starting to get the plow trucks out. They basically shut everything down on like a Tuesday or a Monday because of the snow that was coming in. And it was mostly Tuesday. Yeah, it was, it was probably, um, yeah, it was probably Tuesday. Yeah, so I get my dad and his, talk about your dad, we'll talk about my dad now. Um, you haven't heard this story yet. So, dad had a snowblower. Me and Joe here fixed it once. And he hasn't had to use it in a long time. So what did it do? Sat there. So, dad is in his later years has tried to become more mechanically inclined or become more handy and got tools and stuff. <laughs> so he texts me and he says, Hey, you can have a, I got a snowblower for you if you want it. All right. Usually these things are attached with, if you can get it to run, not that my dad's a jerk. That's just, I get it. It's whatever. If you want it, if not, I'll pitch it. Okay. No problem. Yeah, and that's, so, that's most people. Yeah, no, I totally, it's most people. And so I get a text from dad saying, hey, go snowblow grandpa's driveway for me. But yeah, no problem. So I go over there and I walk out. I walk up to the house and there's this brand new, shiny red snowblower. And I go, huh, what happened? He goes, went to the store for a spark plug, came back with this. You can have the other one if you want it. Like, that is, there's no true statement has come out of my dad's mouth. Like, that sums up my dad's mechanical. Like, he's good at fixing some things. He did. But it was so funny because he looked at my mom and he goes, she was like so proud. And the way my mom tells the story is even better. She goes, he goes, yeah, your dad went out there and he worked on the snowblower and he tinkered around for like 30 minutes and he comes back in and he's like, I'm going to run to the store. I need to go get a spark plug or something. I don't And so she's like, all right. So then he comes back and like 30 minutes later, he gets this, she hears this, wah, 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 wah. And it all fires up, and she's so proud. She's like, oh, my husband got this thing to work or whatever. And she's telling this story to my grandpa. My grandpa goes, he went and bought a new one, didn't he? She goes, yep. I was laughing so hard because everybody knows, like, if it does, doesn't work, my dad's going to go buy something new. So, <laughs> To put also put it in perspective about um, Garrett's dad's mechanical ability, um, I, was, I was the handyman for the Joneses for a lot of years, right? So like when I got this job in Texas and I moved to Texas, this is, a, this is word for word exactly what his dad said. And he meant every bit of it. And he was like, man, you can't move to Texas. And I was like, well, I mean, I got a job down there. pays good. And he's like, dude, what the fuck is my entire family going to do if they have a problem? <laughs> Which is no truer statement. I have done more things for Garrett and his brothers than I have myself, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's an over-exaggeration, but it's been a lot of things. So the uh, the example that I'm going to use here is I got a phone call from Garrett, one of Garrett's brothers, his oldest younger brother. And he's like, hey, man, um, I need to do the brakes on my car. Can you help me? And I was like, sure, no problem. And this is at like 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, like I'm getting up and going to the farm. At this point, you weren't working there anymore. 
So I was getting up and going to the farm every day at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Right. Like, right. like walking in the door at four or five o'clock in the morning. And he texted me at 11 o'clock at night. He's like, hey, man, I need to do the brakes on my car. Can you help me out? So I'm like, yeah, man, I'll help you out. No problem. You know, you buy the brakes and everything, you know, I'll come over there and do it. You know, when are you wanting to do this? I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm like, okay, um, I was like, we're getting little pigs in the morning. Um, I think we just have one load uh, shipping fat hogs at like 10. And I was like, I might be able to squeak it in there in the afternoon or something. He was like, okay, I'm going to O'Reilly's right now. And I was like, okay, <laughs> at least he's got that figured out. You know, Garrett would have been like, when are we doing this? So I'll be like, oh, we're doing it Tuesday at 2 o'clock. He'd go to O'Reilly's at Tuesday at 3 o'clock. <laughs> It's it's true, man. What did I tell you this morning? I was like, "Hey, we're gonna start this thing at like 9:30." I yeah, called yeah, yeah. I called Garrett at 9:40, and he's like, "I'm feeding the dogs. I'll be there in a minute." After I woke him up at like eight o'clock. All right, fair enough. But well, anyway, anyway, so so his brother's like, "Man, I need help doing these breaks," and we go through this whole deal. And I'm thinking about tomorrow, and he's like, "All right, well, when are you gonna get here?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Tomorrow," and he was like, "Oh man, I was really hoping we could do it tonight." So anyway. I go over there and help him do his breaks that night, right? So it's like 11, 11.30. I'm getting tired. He's tired. Everybody's tired. And Garrett's dad comes out, and he's like, oh, you're going to do the breaks? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't take too long. It, it'll be pretty easy. I mean, it was just, um, what do you have, a, a Ford? Um, yeah. It's a Ford Focus Escape or, or Ford. No, not a Escape, like a, a Focus or a Fusion or something. It was a thing. Yeah. So not real big breaks, not real hard. Garrett's dad comes out and watches me do this, right? So I put the jack under the back, take the four lug nuts off. So I've got the tire off. I'm looking at the brake caliper and the brake rotor. I get in there. I take the first bolt out the back of the rotor or out of the caliper, right? So there's two bolts that hold the caliper in. You pull the caliper off, then you can get the brake pads out, right? Compress the cylinders, put new ones in there. I pulled one bolt out of the caliper, and he goes, "Hi, um, you know what you're doing." I was like, yeah, I've been doing my own brakes, you know, since I was a teenager. Dad and I have been doing the brakes on all our cars. I know what I'm doing. He's like, okay, good. You lost me. One <laughs> one bolt past taking the tire off. And he goes, oh, good. You lost me. <laughs> He's like, I'm going inside. Like, that, and this was like right after. This was this was like right after your dad had decided where he's like I'm gonna get more mechanical and bought himself like a couple hundred dollars in tools for Christmas. Oh yeah, so here's this. So I'm <laughs> and so there's two stories I got with that. The first one is is about the tools. I show up around the parents' house or whatever, and I'm thinking like, okay, there's tools on the tree. Like, must be for me or my brother. In the <laughs> trades, right? I'm like, oh, dad, thanks for all the tools. He's like, those are for you. I was like, who are they for? He's like, I was, like, oh, I was thinking, like, oh, for Brett. And he's like, well, because your dad had all them tools in the garage anyway. Right, 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 right. So instead of organizing his old tools, he just buys new ones, which, I mean, I get that as a guy. I mean, like, I get it. Like, oh, I can go fix that over there, or I can just go grab some more tools. I'll grab some more tools. So anyway, I was like, I was like, what are you going to use? Who's going to use them? He's like, me. I was like, what do you need tools for? You don't know how to use them. And, like, she got so mad at me. And I was like, dad you don't build anything <laughs> and like that's fine that's not your job and so then the second story i got out of this was 
my dad and this this old snowblower that we just talked about a minute ago back after me and joe fixed it it didn't work another time right this was right after dad got all these tools and i come home from wherever i'm at and i'm visiting and he's got a snowblower I said oh you got snowblower working he's like me just being his son knowing him go where'd you take it got super offended and was like nowhere i fixed it myself i'm a real man and i'm like okay god he didn't say i'm a real man but that's what it sounded like i was like all right man cool dad like we're both adults now so it's just like all right man good job like i get it like so before we come down here it was like the day before i left garrett's dad tells him he can have the snowblower come and gets it and i was like awesome i was like hey man um if dad calls you, can you, you know, bring that thing out here and let him use it or, or use it on the lane? Because they don't have a truck. Like, dad's got a little Ford Ranger, you know. He's air, He was a retired air traffic controller. My mom works at the hospital, right? So he doesn't he doesn't have a, a big truck. He doesn't even have a half ton. He drives either. Uh, side note, I just found my slipper. Nice. Morgan? Yeah. Morgan just brought it in out of the backyard. Um, nice. Uh He's got a, an old Buick car that he drives or this Ford Ranger. My mom's got a Lincoln car, you know, like, so they don't, they're not set up to be driving in, in the winter, you know, so they don't have a plow. They don't have a snowblower, don't have anything. And it's like a, we say like quarter mile. Yeah. Like a quarter mile lane. With their yeah. House. They so live like, hey, in the country. <laughs> yeah. So like, Hey man, uh, can dad borrow that? Or you come out here and use it, you know, if he needs it. And you're like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. Your dad's just giving you a snowblower. And I thought about it. I had the thought, and I was like, I bet that bit broke. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I was like, you know, Garrett's parents, his grandparents have given him plenty of things over the years that that weren't broke. You know, mostly like electronics or something. Yeah. Like, you know, it is what it is. Good for him, you know. And then Garrett calls me or texts me like a day or two later. Whenever you looked at it, he was like, Yeah, the reason why it was given to me is because it's broke. And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but so that is, that is my dad's story of his mechanical prowess and his ability to buy tools. I mean, he does he does fix some stuff around the house. Except, so my dad has been retired. He just got a, he's been retired for two years, and he was. It's been two years already. Yeah, it's actually almost the third. I don't. I can't remember. Anyway. So dad's been retired for like two years and he's at home just enjoying retirement life, fixing up the house. Well, he got through like all the projects of redoing all the house that him, him, my mom owned. And he, he got all the boys out of his house. So if you don't know this, I have three younger brothers and they, my dad has shucked all of them out of the house in the last like two years. He's like, you're out, you're done. I'm, I'm over 50. Get out of my house. And I'm he's I'm a firm believer in if you an eagle doesn't leave the nest it becomes a turkey, so it worked out good for my brothers. They're all on their own doing their own thing. Well, Dad's fixed up all parts of the house, so then he was like out of stuff to do, and so he finally found a he not that he needed one, but he found a job doing something he enjoys. And yeah, so now I mean, he's back I, to work. I think he definitely and, needed it. What's that? I think he definitely needed, it, and then more than that, I know your mom needed him to find a job. Oh, hundred percent. Mom was not. Dad did a great job at home. He always had food cooked for her or whatever. But it was just funny that the change in dynamic because mom used to be just part time, except for the last like eight years. I think the last eight years she's been full time. So for m- m- my whole adult life, 
or most of my life until I was 20, she was working part-time. So she was around a couple days a week doing stuff. Dad always worked full-time. Well, then the role switched and she went to full-time at the high school four or five years ago. And then dad retired right after that. And so dad's been home just playing Sally homemaker, like cooking and cleaning and doing whatever. And I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff at the house, but mom's like, he needs to get a job. He needs to get a job. I don't care. I love my husband, but he needs to get a job. And then this is the part in marriage where I want to get to. Not that I necessarily want this exact situation, but this statement was just so funny for my parents' marriage. <laughs> Bear with me because you know my parents. My mom looks at me and goes, yep, me and your dad are over the part of like we have to spend every moment together. He does his stuff. I do my stuff during the day if they're in the same house. He's like, at the end of the night, we watch a couple shows together, and that's our together time. We don't need to see each other much more than that unless we really want to. <laughs> I was like, that is a couple that has been married for over 29 years. Right there. Like that, almost 30 years. That is a couple. I've seen that in a lot of older married couples. It's like, you go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing. We'll hang out later. Newlyweds. Let's be together 24-7, doing things all the time. Nothing from the newlywed? Uh, well, I guess your wife isn't, like, you guys want to spend 24 hours a day together. So. Uh, we're we're kind of in, like, a weird spot. We're, like, obviously right now is not a great example because I've been working so much. But, like, she works nights and I work days, so, you, I mean, you can feel that. She works like three nights a week and I work obviously five days a week. And so if she's working, you know, like if she doesn't work that night, I'll see her in the morning before I go to work and she gets out of bed after I leave. So I mean, I see her in the morning like, hey, there's my slipper again. I'm like, hey, you know, I love you going to work. Talk to you later. And then if she works that night, I, I get off at 430. I'm home by five. She's leaving by 530. To go mm-hmm. to work, you know, so we get 30 minutes where we're seeing each other, then she goes to work, and then we try to uh, meet up in the morning. Like, when I'm going to work, we meet up at Lowe's, it's Lowe's parking lot right down the road from her hospital work. We'll meet up there and just hang out and chit-chat for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, and then I'll go to work, and she'll come home and go to bed. And then if she's not working, I get home at 5, and we, we spend the evenings together. Unless it's the weekend, then we'll spend... We'll uh, spend time together until like eight, nine, maybe. And then I'll usually get on and we're streaming um, whatever different game. So the weekends is kind of different, but we, we try to spend, you know, as much time as we can together. The other thing, too, is like we're, we live down here. Yeah. You know, so she can't just um, go to her parents' house and hang out. And I can't just go to my parents' house and hang out. Like, Obviously, you and I aren't just hanging out other than playing games or doing this podcast, you know, so we really just kind of have each other. So it, it, yeah. that's why it's kind of a weird spot is like it's that's what we do is what works for us. And it's kind of like the, the only the only thing we got, the only option we got other than going to hang out with my friends and she goes with me, you know. Right. I mean, I get that, too. Like I like especially like I think you'll notice this when if you ever move back or whatever is like. I know, like, when me and my wife were just got married, she was on a set schedule for, like, the weekends. So, it'd be like, I work Monday to Friday. She'd be home during the week. And, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, she was gone at work. And, like, that was a pretty set schedule. And then she got to her RN, and now her schedule's not set. It's just whatever days they feel like because she's low man on totem pole. 
Um, but yeah, I, I get I get that. Like you, you get home and you, they're either asleep. This is if you, if you guys don't if you guys aren't married or dating somebody on night shift, it's a it's a different world to put it this way. Like you get used to it after a while, but it's basically like you come home, they're either gone after shortly after you get home, or they're asleep the whole next day, and you got to be like quiet. quiet. So right, and then like the other thing with with my job more is like I I can get any day that I'm at work I can get held over. You know, mm-hmm. usually if it's a, if it's my duty week I'll get held over, but sometimes they're like, hey man, we're holding underground truck. You know, and I don't have a choice. You know, unless I can find somebody to take my spot, you know, then I may be working until six, seven, eight o'clock. Maybe, you know, I might work 24 hours. You know, I don't know. So there's all the times where she works or doesn't work. And then I get home and she's either gone or asleep. And, you know, it's just how it is. You know, we make it work. Also, guys, I forgot to plug Twitch. If you guys are interested, we stream on Twitch typically on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Um, we play a variety of games. Um, this stream it usually starts about six thirty Central Standard Time. If it's a if it's a weekend night, uh, it might be a little bit later towards seven. I have it set on the schedule on the Twitch at seven, just in case we're running a little behind. Um, but definitely come check it out. If you guys want to ask us questions live, that's a good way to do that we are also in the process of when me and joe play games you'll be able to see both of us on my stream i'll have his camera up and mine i where i'm going to be sending him some lights this week so like right now we film the podcast when he has a lot of natural lighting because his bay window is right next to him at night what we've it's learned coffee is that, talk in the morning you know yeah so what we've learned at night when he streams is like me i have this light right behind this window right behind me but other than that like there's no good lighting here oh he did have he does have that just like i got that but obviously it used to be along this wall in the corner and since then it's fallen down so it starts here goes over me goes about halfway down that wall and it fell off i can change it change the color maybe okay gotta work on that oh there it goes ah blue look at that red I like how there's like a, a clear gap from where it fell down, like the the strip of lights, the gap in the wall with the normal color and the, the new light. But and I've got I've got two sections, one here and one here, where one of the colors went out. Gotcha. So they're RGBs and one of them's out. So it's like if I'm it's on white, they're yellow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, you have anything uh, else? Um, I'm trying to think. I've really didn't prepare at all for this other than what's been going on because I've been so busy. No, it's fine. But that's what everybody here is going to want to hear about is what's been going on. It's like, that's a, it's our current event, not just the world current events. Yeah. I'll put, I'll, I'll put a little plug out there too. I know a lot of people think about, you know, linemen and whatnot and they're like, Oh, they're, you know, out there doing that job. They're so good or whatever. But, uh, you know how frustrating it is when you don't have lights at your house. You know, just just be patient because you, you got to understand these guys are out there. There's things that we have to do. I mean, if we, if we can go up there and just repair what's wrong, then a job would take literally a quarter of the time. But there's so much safety out there now. I mean, it used to be that like one out of two linemen dies on the job. That's how it used to be back in the day. Now, 
obviously it's a lot more safe. But you know, we got to do all the different kind of safety things, put cones out, you know, anything from putting cones out around the trucks to grounding the primary or doing whatever. So putting, you know, insulated cover up there. So the job is exponentially longer because of all the safety we have to do. So I'll just say that we had to have um, customer relations relate customer relations liaisons following us around this last week. And their only job was to deal with customers while, so we could get to work because there were people that were disgruntled, which I understand. I mean, you're without lights for four days. You know, it is what it is. You're going to be mad. You know, I was too, and I work at the light company. But, you know, if, if you don't have power at your house, just be patient and understand that the guys that are out there doing the job are doing it the best they can, as fast as they can, the safest that they can. They don't want to be out there playing around in the bad weather. They want to be home with their families, you know. So I'll just I'll put my little plug out there is just be patient with them and, you know, just try to stay out of their way. And I know it's going to be hard not to ask, hey, man, how long till my lights come on? But, you know, I was just talking to a guy the other day where he's like, how long till the lights going to be on? And I was like, well, it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be there on in 20 minutes or they're going to be on in about five hours. You know, because it's either I just got to refuse this and your lights are coming on or you got a bad transformer. We got to call a big crew out here, you know. That's how it is. So and they don't always know exactly what it is. So just, you just got to be patient with them. They're, they're they're out there doing the job. They're doing it for you, you know. And they would much rather be at home with their families. But I just got to put my plug in there. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna add on to that. So basically, if you have a problem at your house, everybody, this is just a human nature thing. I'm not saying everybody does this, but it's pretty much a human nature thing. If it hap- if it's happening to you, it becomes the biggest dilemma in the world. But if it's happening to somebody else and you're trying to fix the problem, I can say this from a somewhat of a like fire standpoint yeah it's it's different you, scenario yeah. but the same thing right so this is the best quote i've heard as far as like being on our end of things is their emergency does not constitute an emergency on my end and that is not me saying like that to be a jerk but what that is saying is like he's got a job to do i have a job to do you all know we have a job to do and i'm not calling anybody specifically out but just remember that the people that are coming out to help you they're there to help you they're not there to make your day harder we don't do this because we're like, no, we're going to shit on that guy. Like, no. Anybody you're dealing with, if you have any kind of problem in the world, whether it's like plumbing or your house electricity's out or whatever is going on, just remember that that person is trying to solve a problem for you. So you getting angry with them and being an ass does nothing for the situation. Actually, it makes it worse because we're like, oh, I we don't do anything negative, but it's like, why are you here talking to us? Yeah, Anything. and there's, there's so much that you don't know, too. Like, um we had a couple of times where people came up to us while we were standing around not doing anything. And they're like, Hey man, my lights are out and you guys are just standing here. What's up? You know, obviously disgruntled. And one time it's, it's cause we were, you know, we're doing our tailboard, which every company may call it something different. It's their safety brief before we get started. You know, so you look at the job, you've got to write down like, you know, safety or yeah, like safety hazards that you recognize, you know, the way you're going to mitigate those safety risks. You know, you got to put down a brief description of what you're doing. You got to put down like the major factors of what you're doing and, and stuff like that, like protective wear you have to wear. So like FR clothing, flash glasses, steel toe boots, hard hat, vest, you know, uh, you know, belt or harness or whatever, you know. And so we're, one time we were doing that before we even started working and they got mad at us because we weren't working. And then another time they came out and they're like, hey man, why aren't you guys working? And, um. It's because we had just got done working for 12 hours straight and we hadn't eaten anything yet. 
you know, we're, we're doing 16 hours. So you got enough time to, you work 16 hours, you go home, nobody has water at their house. So we didn't shower. You don't have power at your house. So it's cold, you know, so you're not sleeping good. You sleep for four or five hours and then you got to go back and do it again. You know, and we'd work from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. just going. Didn't stop to eat, didn't stop to do anything. And we're like, hey, man, we need a break. So we stopped and, and grabbed a bite to eat real quick. You know, these little uh, box lunches that we got. And they come by and they're like, man, I got lights in my house, man. You guys are just standing around. This is bullshit. And it's like, that's the first time we stopped for the day. You know, so just because it may look like somebody that's, you know, supposed to be fixing something isn't doing it yet, it doesn't mean that they're just standing around. You know, there's there's plenty of other things at play. And that works for just every other day people, too. Like, if you deal with somebody who's just got a bad attitude, it could be they just got a bad attitude. Or you just, you know, you don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe they just, maybe they just, you know, they're one of the, like their dad just died. You know, you never know. But you just got to be patient with everybody. And you, you don't understand their situation. And just for me specifically, you know, I know that we're out there getting it, trying to get the lights back on for everybody. So it's all good now, but in the future, just just try to be patient and, and bear with them. Your your perception does not mean that it is everybody else's reality. Just remember that. I mean, that's I don't know who said that. Whatever you can Google it later. I don't know, but basically that's the quote that came to mind for me. Is like your perception of what's going on is not always the reality of what actually is going on. And it, like Joe always says, says he sold this to me like five times when he was home. There's three sides to every story. There's your side, my side, and the truth. And somewhere in the middle of your side and my side might be a fraction of the truth. Who knows? Like everybody's perception is different. Just I know everybody who probably listens to this is most of you guys are pretty good people. Just remember when you're getting frustrated with somebody, it's they didn't ask to be shit on. Just remember that. Like that Lowe's employee that's like not good at his job. Like be patient with him. I mean, have a little bit of grace is basically all we're saying. Because it ain't like we wake up every morning and we're not going to shit in everybody else's Cheerios. So, um, but on that note, pissing everybody's Cheerios, sorry. No, no, that's fine. I'm trying to find who, who said oh. your perception is <laughs> not my reality. I thought you meant shit in their Cheerios. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's not a quote, but all right. It's the same thing. I don't want anybody to shit in my Cheerios. Perception is not reality. No, that's a lesson about psychology. Cool. You heard it here first. Quote off the Tear Logic podcast. No, you didn't make it up. It's on. It's like on, like those motivational pages. Like here's one of the picture eyes of um, Eisenhower. If you guys have listened to the previous episodes, you understand why that's so funny. <laughs> I'll link that up in the description. No, it does not have a... <laughs> what time is that? 1.27? Okay. Um, all right, guys. Um, here's Thank one. You. Your opinion is your opinion. Your perception is your perception. Do not confuse them with facts or truths. That was John Moore. Nice. Your opinion is not my reality. Steve Maraboli. That's pretty close. Your perception of me is not my reality. Pratiksha Shivarkar. 
Alrighty. So <laughs> your perception is not my reality. Oh, here we go. That's it. Daffodil? Is that a person? Daffodil? Who the hell's, who the hell's Daffodil? I don't know. It sounds like an NPC off of uh, Witcher 3. Well, that it was is. Dandelion. Oh, dang it. I thought it was. I thought he was super excited. I'm like, hey, I remember something off that stupid character. Um, I licked it so it's mine. Oh, man, I'm going into a rabbit hole here. Okay. Well, okay, guys, we're gonna wrap this up for today. I need to go to bed. Yeah. That's yeah. What needs so, to Joe's been up for like 28 plus hours. So, um, dude, it's almost noon. Is that right? Yeah, man. This podcast always goes until almost noon. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, I was at anyway. like 4:30 yesterday morning. You're at work. You're up all night. You weirdo. Two, Two days, days ago, ago, you were... Yes. I fucked up. Let's see. So it had been 4.30 two days ago. Yes. This morning at 4.30 would have been 24 hours you were awake. And now we're going to noon. So you're at least at 38 hours. 24. 5.30, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30, 11.30, 7.00 24. 31. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, before this gets any weirder, we appreciate you all hanging out. All of the <laughs> all the socials will be linked down below. We appreciate you guys tuning in. If you guys already haven't, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you'd like. Yes, it helps yes, us more yes. than you know. I want to hear all um, the feedback. Negative, positive, whatever. Tell us we're doing it wrong. Tell us we're stupid. I want to hear about it. I mean, you're not going to offend us. It's going to be hard to do. Um, you can hit me up on all my socials. They'll be linked below. Joe is our resident non-social guy. So we just get him on here for his social interactions. If you guys want to hit us up, I'll leave the Twitch link down below. We will be streaming next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night is what's on the plan for now. If you join the Discord that's in the link, it'll have an update schedule in there. We appreciate you guys hanging out. If there's any topics that you guys want us to talk about or things Stories that... you want to share. Yeah, I mean, just... Like, if you have something really cool happen and you want to write about it and we'll read it on here or something like that, or we can do a lot of different stuff, guys. We're still pretty early into this podcast, but we appreciate all of you hanging out and tuning in. And I'll let Joe finish with his closing thoughts. Uh, that pretty much wraps it up, man. Um, just everything he said. If you got something else to talk about or you got an opinion, I, w I want to hear it. I want to hear it all, man, because even if it's negative, it, you know, we're going to learn something from it. So we're, this is what the four. Fourth. This is the fourth installment of Tier Logic Podcast. So, like I said, we're new into this. We're just getting it figured out. This is the first time that um, I'm recording my audio and sending it to Garrett to put on the podcast. Usually, he's been recording the video and the audio for both of us. This time, he's just recording um, his audio, his video, and my video. And I'm recording my audio. So, I'm going to be sending him my audio. So, if it's if it's messed up, you guys listen to it, and you're like, hey, man, try this, then, you know, that would be greatly appreciated. But I need to go to bed. I've been up way too long. Um, I think that's that's all I got. That's all I got for now. Come check us out when we're streaming. We're going to be playing games tonight. Um, oh, wait, but this might not be out tonight. It's not going to be out tonight. I can what tell you that right now because we have, I don't have a watch. Sunday. What day is it? Sunday. Sunday. So Friday, Friday night, night, come check, check us out. out. For it's sure we'll be on Friday. Friday. 
It's the 21st? Oh, yeah. my God, dude. My days are all messed up. Uh, oh, chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> so, <laughs> the 21st. Um, so, if it's the 22nd and you hear this, you missed it. We're streaming tonight. Probably streaming tomorrow night. Yeah. So, on the t- we're definitely streaming the 26th of February, 2021. For anybody who's listening to this in the future, our schedules might have changed. Join the Discord. It will have an up-to-date schedule. You guys are awesome. Thank you all for hanging out. We appreciate all of you. We will be back next week for another installment of this. Joe will be rested. I will be rested. And it will be a back onto more of our normal feel of a podcast. So until then, you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay safe. Stay warm. And we will catch you on the next one.